Heavenly Father, open our hearts to recognize the gifts you give to each one of us. Give us the ability to see gifts in one another and affirm them. And allow us as a church to create opportunities for people to use the gifts you provide that you might be at work in our midst. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. Has anyone noticed that that particular gospel reading has been read three times in about the last eight weeks? Anybody? Uh, there we go. We got one in the back. There we go. Oh, a couple more. All right. Good deal. Well, you might be happy to know I'm not preaching on the gospel today, but, but I do want you to understand that this sending of the 72 is a reminder to us that God didn't just send the 12. He sent many to serve him. And as we wrap up this journey in the Pentecost season of ordinary time in the church, where we look at discipleship, we look at the early church, we look at what the church is called to do, it's important to know that we too are sent. But before we go there, let's also pay attention to the psalm, to the calling to praise the Lord. There is much for which to give God praise. And much is found in the circumstances of our lives and the circumstances of the church. But of course, our praise for God goes beyond circumstances because our praise is rooted in God's faithfulness. The knowledge that even when circumstances are not good, God is good. When even though life seems maybe scarce and the resources we need seem unavailable, God is a God who provides. And we can have hope and confidence in that and therefore in good times and in bad, like Paul in the many jail cells in which he found himself, we too can praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. Now, I almost want to change this, but you know it's always dangerous when a pastor wants to change the Bible. But I almost want to change this. I really would kind of prefer it if it said, praise the Lord or sing to the Lord a new song, for he will do marvelous things. Right? I, I, want to, I want to look forward and trust that the marvelous works of God will be coming in our future. But if you pay attention to the teaching of Scripture, one of the things you realize is that it's by looking back at the marvelous things God has done that we have hope for the marvelous things God will do. We're not looking for a new thing. We're just simply looking for God to be the God who he is. As God is faithful to his character, as God is faithful to his love for us, he does marvelous things. And we can count on it and therefore we can sing to the Lord a new song. Or as some of us like to say, especially those who say they can't sing in the choir because, you know, maybe their voices aren't good enough, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Or some of you who, who prefer certain instruments in worship and maybe not others, 
uh, we say, sing to the Lord a new song. Maybe you use cymbals and other loud clashing instruments. Make a joyful noise to the Lord. Find a way to give expression of joy in our worship. And as Joe pointed out earlier in the service, in our lives of worship, make a joyful noise to the Lord. And as we think about that as the springboard of today's worship, we move to Corinthians. You know, Corinthians is a tough letter. Often uh, those of us who have studied Paul's letter to the church in Corinth know that Paul had some issues with the church in Corinth. That, That they had some things going on there that Paul did not approve of and spoke out against. And yet when he starts his letter to them, he begins with giving thanks to God for them. And when he comes to chapter 12 and he's speaking to the church, he says to them this interesting phrase that maybe we need to hear. Now about spiritual gifts, I do not want you to be uninformed. I do not want you to be ignorant. The truth is, we don't often talk about spiritual gifts in the life of the church. The truth is that, that the Pentecostals have kind of, of, of grabbed that and anyone sort of not Pentecostal has, has shied a bit away from it. But that's, that's a huge mistake because in fact, one of the primary ways the will of God gets done in the church and in the world is through spiritual gifts. And so try to let your guard down just a little bit this morning. Try to hear again from the scripture the truth of spiritual gifts so that you are not uninformed. You see, in the church year, and by the way, we're about to start a new church year with the Sunday after Thanksgiving, the beginning of Advent, but then when we get to the Pentecost in, the, in late May, early June, we begin a new season, a season when we talk about what it means to be the church. And I want to remind you about that journey, even in this last year. And by the way, it's been a year. Mark, how long have we worked on that solar thing? Like two years, right? Even more than that. And yet, it's almost done. I mean, it's giving us power, but it still needs to sell power back to the grid. The bathrooms, gosh, we can't even count how long. It's been talked about and talked about and talked about, and now finally, it is complete. Unfortunately, St. Timothy's has been through a number of staffing changes, some of them more painful than others. And even in this last year with Pastor Jonna having left in February, with Emily having left before that, with uh, Gabe having left in January, with Moab having left, there's been a lot of change. 
And in the season of this last year, one of the things we're dealing with in the midst of that change is God's faithfulness. God's gifts poured out upon us again and again. And in this journey since last February, we've had an opportunity to hear from a number of our partners in ministry, a number of the folks who extend the work of St. Timothy's beyond our walls and into the city and in fact into the world. We've had visits from a number of our missionaries and as a matter of fact, next week we're going to have another visit from some missionaries from Tanzania and we're going to hear the amazing work that they're a part of. And of course, I am continuing to wake each morning with with joy in my heart that Pastor Joe is on board. And believe me, from the inside of the offices, he is doing great work, except calling in sick this week at the end of the week. I I I don't approve of being sick, so stop that. Everything else is great, but stop being sick. But in our, in our move, we talked about the fact that God has big plans for his church. Those plans include a place where disciples are made. They include being freed for living our lives in a faithful way. They include centering our faith and our lives in Jesus. They include being at work in the world. They include trusting in God for our future and our present. And those are just some of the themes that have been here at the core of our preaching in the last a number of weeks as we remember who we are as the people of God that were chosen, gifted, set apart, and sent into the world to bear uh, faithful witness to the goodness of God, that others too might see the marvelous things that God has done. And so what does that have to do with spiritual gifts? Why is it that we should not be ignorant of them? Well, because of the fact that most of those things that have been done have been done by the the people of God gifted by God so that God could be at work through us and in our midst. And that includes you. We do not want you to be ignorant of spiritual gifts in others, and we do not want you to be uninformed about the spiritual gifts that God has given you. We love in our lives to compare ourselves to others, especially if we happen to be better than them at certain things. Then we really love comparing ourselves to others. But the fact is that we are each given different gifts by the same Spirit. We're each called to different ways of serving, but by the same Lord, and we're each given different ways of working, but it is God at work in and through all of us. In a season of politics and elections and political parties, 
it's at this point I want to remind you about this truth about one another here in this worshiping community. We've got all kinds. There are some Democrats sitting out there and some Republicans. And then some of those wishy-washy folks, the independents. And the problem is, and the reason I raise it is, too often in our lives outside these doors, we allow those labels to come with judgment rather than to come with respect, with honor, with recognizing that we're looking into the eyes of a brother or sister in Christ, gifted by God maybe differently than we are, but used by God in the very same way to bless his church and to bless the world. You matter. And if you ever say to yourself about yourself or about others that you don't matter, you hugely misjudge the presence and the work of God in and through your lives. And so we honor one another knowing that we're deeply loved by God, equipped by God, chosen by God, and members of the same family. And why is it that God gifts us? And why is it that God gifts us differently? And why is it that God does his work differently through each one of us? It's so that he can equip and bless the church so that the church can be strengthened for the work and witness it's called to do in the world. We're equipped so that we can strengthen and encourage one another so that our witness to the world is stronger and more fruitful. My calling to you is to recognize the power of your own voice to recognize the power of your own eyes in this community of faith. When you see God's gifts at work in one another, speak up. Affirm the gifts you see in others. Let them know that you see them and appreciate them. It's one of the ways that the Holy Spirit works in the community of faith to affirm the gifts God has for you. He uses others in the body of Christ to do so. And when we keep that word to ourselves, it's so easy to be discouraged. It's so easy to wonder, do I really have anything of worth to offer? Brothers and sisters in Christ, we need each other to affirm that indeed we do, that we are important, that we matter. And it's that very encouragement inside these walls that can propel us to move as witnesses for Christ outside these walls. Whereas when we tear each other down, when we are sarcastic, when we put each other down, even when we're joking, that tends to discourage us from thinking that we have a right to speak for God even out in the world. So let us never be 
a people of God who discourage one another, but a people of God who recognize the work of God to build up his church through the people of God. You are an important part of that reality. Now, I don't know if any of you knew it was stewardship time. Anybody know it was stewardship time? Thank you for being here this morning. Because sometimes when people hear the word stewardship, they think, you know, maybe there's a football game on uh, today that I should watch instead of coming to church. The last thing I need is for the pastor to be talking about money again. Well, the truth is, we don't often talk about money here at St. Timothy's. And in fact, I'm not going to talk about it now, even as I talk about it. How's that for... You're not laughing. There you go. I finally got a smile. What I want you to realize today is even more than your money, which is, of course, crucial to how the church moves forward financially, but even more than your money is the way God has gifted you to serve one another. We accomplish far more through the workings of God's people than we do through the money of God's people. And unfortunately, we've been through a season because of the pandemic where it's, it's hard to be confident about coming together and working side by side because we're nervous. So out of abundance of caution, we stay home. Joe, thanks for coming today. What I want to say to you is you are a steward of the gifts that God has placed in you. And the first thing you have to do as a steward is recognize that God is at work in you. Recognize that God is at work through you. Recognize that you have a contribution to make that will lift up the entire church to accomplish God's will in the world. Be a good steward of the gifts that God has placed in you by recognizing them and by using them. And it's not just Paul that says this. Peter says it in another way. 1 Peter 4 verse 10 says, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Well, thank you, Peter. Couldn't have said it better myself. Romans 12 says it this way, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. What is it that God is stirring in your mind as you hear this message this morning? What is it? What little inkling are you having of something you might use your gifts to engage in? What other person has God maybe brought to your mind that you need to affirm the gift you've seen in them? Use your gift to bless one another and watch the church continue to rise and strengthen and be more fruitful as the people of God see the work of God done in and through them. We are gifted to serve one another.
Now, I've known some people in the life of the church, and just in case you think I'm talking to you, I'm really thinking about a previous church in a different state, and a certain couple of people in the life of that church who were incredible servants, who gave incredible amounts of their time and their particular skills to serve the church. Unfortunately, the person I have in mind could be potentially described as a curmudgeon. They, they had an ability to speak pretty quickly with critique towards others. Amazingly, it happened more often to people who happened to disagree with them. Are you catching my drift? And so I want to say one more word about the service that God is calling you to as you think about how you're going to bring the gift he's given you uh, to, to work for the common good. I want to remind you that that service is done and rooted in love. Serve. Love. Make a difference. You see, 1 Corinthians 12 leads directly into 1 Corinthians 13 when it talks about the greatest of faith, hope, and love is love. When it talks about the idea that love perseveres, love doesn't count wrong against others. So when we serve using the gifts of God and we do so in love, we do so with a perseverance and an attitude and a tone that values and lifts up those we serve and in the process bears witness to the God of love who has blessed you and is now ready to give you the incredible privilege of blessing others through you. Thanks be to God. For he is good. Amen. Please stand as we sing to the Lord of the harvest.